And I will be very honest with you. Uh, the first uh, time that I did more than I think three or four days in a row, um, I had you in the back of my mind going, uh-uh, don't do the run streak. Don't do it. This one's radio episode 882 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, no sponsor today. Uh, instead, giving a, a shout out to uh, my friend Richard, who is part of the team over at Zen Running Club, which is a, a new uh, brand coming into into focus that is focused on uh, the environment and being more sustainable, specifically in running shoes. They're actually creating and uh, launching a Kickstarter campaign in just a couple of days as this episode goes out. Uh, their, their Kickstarter campaign will go live, um, and they're they're literally making the shoe out of, out of plants. It's totally, you know, out of plant fibers, of course, but, uh, totally sustainable, uh, a lot more environmentally friendly than, uh, the, the types of running shoes that, uh, all of us are wearing at the moment, uh, something new. And, uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but, uh, I know that, that it's, it's a project that they're working on. And obviously as the Kickstarter comes out, uh, we'll find out more. So if that kind of that eco-friendly, um, or just, you know, the idea of maybe a new type of running shoe, a new style of shoe, uh, is intriguing to you, head over to their website and check them out. Uh, Zen running, Z E N R U N N I N G dot club. Zen running dot club is the website and you can find them on, you know, social media on Facebook and Instagram, uh, with the handle Zen running club, uh, on both, both handles kind of see some of the stuff that they've got going on. Maybe think about supporting their Kickstarter if that's something that sounds uh, like it might be up your alley. And uh, stay tuned because there's there's a chance that I might get a pair of shoes at some point, um, either either from them or just you know I, I like the idea enough that I'll probably support the Kickstarter as well. Um, and you know I'll talk about them once I get them. Uh, I'll let you know the good, bad, and uh, and anything else about them. But uh, I'm excited to to announce this today. And if you want to check it out, like I said, uh, zenrunning.club is the website. You can sign up to be alerted when the Kickstarter goes live there. And uh, I'll probably mention it again at least once, once the Kickstarter is officially live, if that's something that you might be interested in checking out. So uh, a new type of running shoe. We can always we can always use another running shoe, right? I mean, shoot, I can always use a running shoe. I'm pretty sure you can, can as well. And one that's a little better for the environment? Meh. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. So check it out. Zenrunning.club. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is uh, a man that wears many different hats. Among them, he's an emergency room doctor, a member of the Kansas City Symphony Chorus, uh, a husband, a father, and of course, he's also a runner. But uh, not only is he a runner, he's also one of those those crazy run streakers. Uh, maybe not like crazy as far as like, you know, four, five, six thousand days in a row just yet, although maybe that's somewhere coming. Uh, but he's he's on a bit of a streak now, and I'm sure that's something that we'll uh, dive into a little bit more as, as we go, because y'all know where I stand on streaks. But, uh, you know, I'm not against them in general, just not uh, not exactly my style. But uh, anyway, without any further ado, it's a pleasure today to be able to uh, introduce you to Mr. Bill Featherston. So, uh, Bill, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking. Yeah, certainly looking forward to it. And uh, as I've said a couple times uh, recently, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, this this 
sixth year or seventh year, I guess, of the show, uh, be able to talk to folks that have been listening to the show for a while, and, and you're one of them. You raised your hand, so thank you for, for volunteering to do that. And guys, if you uh, haven't connected with Bill yet, he's pretty active in the Facebook group, so if you're in the Facebook group, you probably have seen many of his posts and, and some of the, the back and forth that have gone on there, but uh, also he's pretty active on Twitter, so if you want to find him on Twitter, the uh, handle there is just his name, but in reverse. So instead of Bill Featherston, it's fe- at Featherston Bill, all one word, that's F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N. B-I-L-L, at Featherston Bill on Twitter. Uh, as per usual, I have everything linked up in the show notes today. Dizruns.com slash 882 is the link to take you back there. Photos, links, the whole nine, Dizruns.com slash 882. So, uh, Bill, you know, you've, you've heard the show once or twice, at least in, in, in your day, so you know that this is coming. This is, this is no surprise to anybody who's ever listened to more than one or two episodes of the show. Uh, so we'll just tee it up and let it fly. What is your favorite distance to race and why? It's a great question. Uh, my favorite distance would be the marathon. Um, uh, I've done, I think four of them now. And so I can't really say that I'm prolific with it, but, uh, um, but, uh, but the marathon, it, it's a hard distance to get to, uh, I, I've been running for five years and, uh, never thought that a, uh, a marathon was anywhere in my future. And, uh, once I got the bug to, to go for it, uh, it was a, uh, uh, it, you know, it was, you know, a man on a mission and, uh, uh, just like everything else it has taken a long time to get through, you know, med school, residency, whatever, uh, marathon was just like another, uh, chapter like that. And it was just a matter of, uh, persisting and, and keeping on and, until you could do it. And then you find out, yeah, that was hard. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then you decide to do it again. And, uh, um, and so for me, it was more just the, uh, 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 if you will, a moral victory to, to be able to conquer the marathon and then to go out each time afterwards and, and try to cut the time just by a little bit each time and find out uh, the ability to extend that wall that you eventually hit mm-hmm. um, and uh, and be able to make that wall get closer and closer to the uh, finish line. And uh, so I'd say that's the, the, the my favorite distance. I, I, I do a lot more half marathons than I do full marathons, but uh, – um, but, uh, but it, it really is what keeps me motivated to keep running. And, uh, uh, and who knows someday, uh, I, I may go beyond that distance. I, uh, the, the more I hear everyone on this podcast talk about ultras and so forth, uh, you know, it's, uh, it intrigues me, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I do enjoy the marathon. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and, uh, you know, I, I will say that I don't know that, for whatever reason, I feel like the marathon is, is maybe maybe because I don't have enough experience going beyond the marathon. But I feel like the marathon is is that distance that you never really quite figure out. Like it's 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 long enough and it's hard enough that there's always there, there's there's inevitable almost that something's going to go a little bit sideways. There's going to be something that pops up, something that you have to deal with. Um, and and so yeah, you know, after after a handful of marathons, feeling like you don't quite have it all figured out yet, like. Uh, I, I would say from at least my personal experience, multiply that by two or three, you still might not have it all figured out. And that's, that's part of the joy of that distance too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned about, uh, you know, five years ago, kind of getting, getting started in the, in the sport of running, uh, what, what mm-hmm. spurred you to, to, you know, pick up the, the first pair of running shoes and head out the door for, uh, you know, a mile that first time. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, I have a, a, a very long, um, uh, I was going to say love hate relationship, but really more of a hate relationship with running. Uh, you know, I was that, uh, that little tiny kid and that was always in the back of the class when doing that, that run around the, the schoolyard, uh, for gym and, and doing the, the mile run. And, 
I'd be that little kid in the back holding his side with a side stitch and, you know, huffing and puffing and I just couldn't do it. Um, uh, fast forward, uh, years later, uh, I'm in the army and, uh, um, absolutely hated the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, um, I honestly would prepare for my, uh, every six month, uh, PT test where I had to do a two mile run, uh, you know, that was timed. Mm-hmm. I would prepare for it by actually, uh, being on my Nordic track. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how much I hated running. And, um, uh, uh, so, uh, so then the yeah, five years ago, well, um, 20 years ago when I was finishing med school and residency, uh, got into biking, um, uh, and, uh, um, and then, uh, and, and that was really my main, uh, motive of, uh, exercise. And I got to a point after doing group rides, I found I wasn't really, uh, um, wasn't my, my, my weight was going up and not down and I needed to find another way to, uh, to, to try to stay healthy. And, um, buddy talked me into joining a gym with him and, uh, well, there was the treadmill there. So I thought, well, I'll hop on it. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't much of a weightlifter either. So if I'm going to be paying for the gym, I might as well be doing something. And, uh, and like many other people, you know, the half mile became a mile became two miles. And, um, and about that time, uh, my sister-in-law started, um, she was running the Marine Corps, uh, marathon and, and, uh, and I got to thinking, I don't know if they can do it, maybe I can do it. And, uh, and so my first race, actually five years ago, I jumped into the, uh, to a, to a half marathon. So I went straight from hating running to running a half marathon. And, um, uh, so, that, so the long, the, the, the very short answer is I got into it to find a better way to manage my health and weight. But, uh, um, uh, but the, yeah, then, then I fell in love with it. So. Gotcha. So yeah, so you kind of dip your toes into it, kind of, uh, you know, decide that it's something that you enjoy doing. Although it sounds like, um, you know, between the army, between biking, Nordic tracking, like, at least when you started kind of getting into running a little bit, maybe there was a little bit of cardio base that had already been built because of, of multiple years of, of doing various other types of exercise. So it wasn't like you just kind of, I mean, new to running, but not new to, to working out at least. Yeah, although I would... <laughs> you'd be hard pressed to call it working out. It was more, <laughs> more recreational, but, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I certainly had my share of huffing and puffing and, and, uh, um, and so I, I probably did have some, uh, cardio base, but, uh, nothing that, uh, like what running has given me. Right. Uh, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you get into it. Um, what were those, if you can remember back, I mean, not that five years mm-hmm. is that, that long ago, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of miles, a lot of runs since, since then, uh, those, those first few, few times, doing the running and kind of getting into it, um, you know, with, with such a, like you said, love, hate, but mostly hate relationship up to that point. Did it take a while for it to really start to, to grow on you? Was it kind of a necessary evil? Like this is a better workout. So this is what I need right now. Um, when did you really start to enjoy the process of going for a run? I would well, probably within the first few months, uh, for sure. Um, I, I think initially it was the, okay, I've, 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 I've made a decision. I'm going to start training for a race. And, uh, course went to the internet and downloaded the the uh the the, the one size fits mm-hmm. all uh training plan and um and followed that to a t um you know again you know coming from the uh med school residency kind of mindset you know you, you've got a, this big long goal ahead of you and you just need to buckle down and do it and right. um sometimes it's not pleasant but you know you know the goal uh is is worth it and so um, so it, my mindset was such that, you know, this is just what I got to do. 
Um, but yeah, but then I, I did start to enjoy it. I started seeing the benefits um, as I was able to extend my uh, runs longer and longer, uh, not necessarily faster, but, but definitely just extending my endurance. Um, that I think became the addictive part was uh, to seeing, you know, uh, what I could do and, um, and remembering that I, that there was a, a day when just even running that two miles was just, you know, just horrible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I remember the first time I, I hit the, uh, the 10 mile mark and thinking I, I hit double digits and I, I just was, um, and I, I'm, I'm sure if you go back on Facebook and Twitter, there's probably a whole bunch of, you know, great <laughs> pronouncements of what a great runner I was and, and, uh, <laughs> how it was great to, to finally hit a double digit number. But, uh, um, uh, so I, you know, I, w- I would say, you know, easily within the first few months, but maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, once I was hooked, I was, I was definitely hooked as pretty much everyone listening understands. Yeah. I think that, that, yeah, once, once running gets his teeth into us, like there's, there's no turning back. And I, I'm really glad that you mentioned, um, the excitement over that first 10 mile or, or whatever, even, even two miles, you know, the first time that two miles was easy or 5k or whatever. Um, uh, because I think yeah. that, that for some of us, and, and I'm a hundred percent, absolutely you know, guilty of this myself, we, we kind of forget sometimes or maybe take for granted that like, you know, for me right now, and, and maybe for you as well, like, you know, a 10 mile long run is, isn't really like, I mean, I guess it's long, but it's not, it's not scary. It's not a big deal. Like whatever, like, okay, that's, that's a kind of a short Saturday for me. Um, right. But, but there was absolutely a time uh, and not, not that long ago where 10 miles on a Saturday was, was a pretty good accomplishment. And not long before that, where 10 miles on a Saturday was almost an impossibility. So, you know, it's just important, I think, for all of us to remember that um, wherever we are now and, and wh- whatever is kind of a, an easy or not scary type of, of number in terms of time running or miles covered or whatever, um, that wasn't always the case for us. And there's folks that are newer to the sport that are still getting into it, um, maybe that have been running for a while, took a break and are, are getting back into it now where those, those you know, easy quote unquote, easy milestones or almost non milestones anymore are still a big deal. And, and those, uh, are just as important to celebrate as, as, you know, when we go out and run a marathon or we run a, a new PR in the half or whatever the case might be. Um, so thank you for, for bringing that up. Cause I think that's, that's yeah. easy to get kind of gloss over sometimes when you're talking to folks that have been running for a while, like, Oh yeah, you know, no big deal. And, and for a lot of folks that's, that is a big deal. And, and it's a very big deal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, mentioned that you had a, a race kind of, you know, that you were working towards there in the, in the early days. Mm-hmm. Was that, was that a, a, a big driver for you? Are you the kind of runner that, that at least maybe early days, maybe still even, although obviously in the, in the current climate races aren't as much of a thing right now, but, uh, was, was the, the motivation of a race to train for, was that a, a pretty big, uh, driver for you? It was. And, and the thing was, it was, a, it was an inaugural race, uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, the, uh, Bill Snyder highway half marathon, um, in Manhattan, Kansas, um, that where, uh, you know, I'm in the Kansas city area on the Kansas side and, uh, grew up in Manhattan, went to K state, uh, all of our family are K staters. And, uh, um, uh, for those that, uh, that may not know who Bill Snyder is now, uh, he was, you know, uh, responsible for bringing back, um, a miserable, miserable, miserable K state football team. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, the uh, high Manhattan is uh, is eight miles off of I seventy, and um, that highway that would go in from I seventy into Manhattan was a uh, uh, a two lane road. Um, and over the years, that K State football became something. Uh, that highway became a four lane divided highway, and uh, was eventually named the Bill Snyder Highway. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, five years ago, um, the uh, the local running store there put on the very first Bill Snyder Highway half, and you actually start out at I-70 and run into town and end on campus or at the football stadium. And um, uh, and so that was my uh, – that was honestly my reason because I wanted to be in that race, uh, being the big K-State fan that I am. And um, uh, and so, um, so yeah, so th- that was the reason for – making the decision that, okay, I'm doing, I'm going straight to a half marathon. Um, obviously not the smartest decision, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, and I certainly know in your story, I, I certainly at least didn't jump into a, you know, a full marathon. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> but, did it, you uh, did it better than me. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, but celebrating Bill Snyder and, and K state was, uh, was my full, um, reason for doing that race. The other thing is, is that, that those first eight miles, are mostly downhill mm. um, and on the highway. They actually close off uh, one lane uh, and it, it's coned for that whole eight miles. And uh, and all the runners run along on that lane uh, all the way into to town. And um, and then of course, like I said, through town. So, um, and I've been able to do that race several times since then. Um, unfortunately, you know, it got canceled this mm-hmm. year or actually got postponed. It, but they did it on Labor Day uh, with a much much smaller number. Um, they usually run it in uh, May and, okay. um, uh, they kept, they kept hoping that they would, it would happen, you know, when mm-hmm. everything shut down in March and, um, uh, finally it came and, uh, I ended up doing it virtual that, that very day, uh, decided to run that day. And, uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was, uh, so yes, I, I was very motivated by the race, but, but I will also say I'm, I usually do that half marathon and then the marathon that's here in town, the Garmin. Mm-hmm. Uh, full marathon uh, here in, in the Kansas City area. Um, those are usually the only races I do. Um, but uh, uh, so I'm not necessarily motivated by a race per se because, um, you know, I'm, I almost always, well, 99.9% of the time run alone. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm okay being by myself, but certainly the race day uh, festivities and uh, being around all the people um, certainly is enjoyable. And, and to me, that's kind of the treat right. uh, that I get to have. But um uh, but for me, the, the, the running every day, um, is, you know, that's, that's the, what makes me happy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's certainly, um, as, as anybody who's run any type of, of race with more than just a handful of people, you know, if you get into these, some of these bigger races, especially in, in some bigger cities where there's, you know, a few thousand to 10,000 to 20,000, whatever, uh, knows that the excitement on, on race day is, uh, is something different. And, and certainly, like you said, it, it kind of is the, is the treat. It's, it's the reward. It's the cherry on top. Um, but talking about running by yourself most of the time, is that something that happens, mm-hmm. um, out of, out of necessity? Is that something that you enjoy? Like you enjoy running as your, your alone time or is it, is it maybe a little bit of both? Like, like how did you end up being the, the solo runner that you, you tend to be most of the time? Uh, it is very much a, a combination of both. Um, it is my alone time. Uh, but, uh, as an emergency uh, physician, I, I have a, um, a varied schedule mm-hmm. that uh, rotates and um, day shifts and evenings and nights and weekends and holidays and with no real pattern. So um, so if you follow me on Strava, you'll see I have, you know, 3.30 a.m. runs and I have 5 p.m. runs and 10 a.m. runs. And so, yeah, it's 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 all around. So there, there would, I don't think I could, would be able to find anybody that would be able to, you know, have <laughs> be a their consistent partner. weird schedule to right. be my partner. Exactly. And I, I keep thinking I'd love to be part of a run club or, you know, do a, you know, a Tuesday evening run or something like that, that I always be able to do. But, um, but my schedule just, mm-hmm. just won't even be 
it just it won't work. So yeah, so I run alone, but uh, um, but it's my podcast time. It's my uh, it's my alone time. I you know I get to think you know all by myself without the other distractions and um, and it's uh, so um, as much as I would love to have someone to run with, uh, you know, it is it, I'm I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As am I most of the time. I've got my my long run partner typically on the weekends, but um, you know she's got her family stuff. So we we line up most of the weeks, but every once in a while, my family's got plans or her family's got plans. So we end up being solo for a couple weeks in a row here and there. But uh, you know, talking about a, a running club type, just a little little plug here, little little plant and a little seed for you, Bill. Not that you need to do anything with it, but you know, mm-hmm. just because you can't be there every Tuesday for the Tuesday evening run doesn't mean you can't show up once in a while if that's something that you wanted to do. You know, like I I think yeah. most running clubs, like you know, they, they they don't really take attendance that hardcore where it's like oh you missed last week you're never you're out you, you can't come anymore so you know <laughs> if, if you want to get a little bit of that that running in once in a while when it does fit your schedule I think that there's there's an opportunity there but you know again one of the beauties of of our sport right and I've said this several times to across several different types of conversations is that you can do with it what works best for you. So whether it's long, short roads, trails, solo with groups, um, or combination of all of those factors, uh, you make it fit, you, you do what you need to do. Um, and, and there's no, certainly no right or wrong, uh, when it, when it comes to, to making it all happen. Um, another thing that, that you mentioned in there that, that I had absolutely no plans of talking about until you said something i was like oh yeah like this i at least can ask one question here and if it if it lands we'll go a little farther and if not no worries but okay. with, with the fact that your schedule is all over the place because of of what you do for for a living um mm-hmm. and and as i've talked about once or twice the 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 value of good sleep and and for me the value of a good routine which obviously a good routine is not something that that you're uh that, that, that is is part of your life but um, talking about kind of just changing shifts all the time. And sometimes, like you said, you're running at three 30 in the morning and sometimes it's 10 at night and sometimes it's 10 in the morning and sometimes it's five in the afternoon, whatever the case might be. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you kind of, uh, find find, I don't know if balance is the right word, but, um, being able to take care of making sure you're getting enough sleep and enough rest and things like that. I mean, you know, I know some, t- at least maybe stereotypically like doctors, it's like, Oh, you just, you're, you're running on fumes all the time and there's coffee and there's this and that. But, you know, how, how do you kind of take care of yourself physically with such a demanding job, uh, demanding changes of schedule all the time, um, still running a, a lot, obviously running, you know, streaking, something we'll probably get to before too much longer. Um, but, but how do you kind of take care of yourself with, with rest and recovery when everything else is so far up in the air all the time? Good question. Um, I will say early in my career, uh, I definitely was, uh, you know, a, you know, few hours of sleep and, uh, uh, coffee and all that. But, uh, you know, when you're younger, you can kind of get away with that. Um, the, uh, uh, I would say, you know, for me, uh, it really is a matter of, of trying to make sure I get that the hours of sleep I need. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, uh, you know, kudos to you for, you know, helping kind of keep me open to that for the, for you talking about the little things and getting the sleep. Um, uh, I would say over the last uh, couple of years, I really have tried to, you know, make sure I, I am getting the sleep I need. Um, the, uh, um, you know, sometimes the the sleep is divided up uh, in the day, um, you know, a few hours here and then and then back to bed later to to get some more sleep before I go into work. Or, um, uh, but it, it really is just a matter of of just trying to make sure I get the hours of sleep in. Um, the uh, um, the worst of them are coming off night shift and then trying to re- rejoin the real world on a, on a day shift kind of, um, kind of turn. And those days, uh, you know, it's probably four hours sleep, um, after I get off work and, and end up and with the family and all, but, uh, um, 
but I, I can tell you, I will be going to bed earlier that night. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's just a matter of, of, of just trying to make sure I get the hours in. Um, you know, that uh, just because I know a lot of people ask the question, a lot of people say, well, how do you do that? Um, you know, going back and forth and all around. And, and I, I tell people it's just a lot like um, when you become a new parent, mm-hmm. um, you just do it. And when you have to get up three or four times in the middle of the night and take care of the kid or whatever it is, and, and until you are a parent and, and know what that's like, it's kind of hard to explain. But once you're a parent and, and have that experience, mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, and that's a lot the way it is. You just you just kind of do it and, and your body gets used to it. And um, yeah, it, and you, you just keep moving. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's that's all you can do. The, you know, the, the different, a great analogy with with the parenthood thing. Certainly, something that's still not not super fresh in my mind, but it, not so far in the past that I can't remember uh, those nights. But but you know, the difference, of course, being that um, with us only having the one, like she grew out of it, and now she pretty well. You know, there, it's very rare that there's any issues in the middle of the night. You know, it, we're we're sleeping through nights again. Uh, you never grew out of of the the crazy schedule of uh, being an emergency room physician, but. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, true. you're right. You, you do what you got to do. I mean, and that's, that's the name of the game and at least being aware of, you know, trying to get some sleep here, get, catching a little bit of a nap here, whatever, whatever you got to do to keep, keep things going. Um, you know, again, you, you do what you do, what you have to do to, to make things work and, and to try to, to keep all the, the plates in the air sometimes. Um, so, you know, hinted around at it a couple of times and, and, uh, uh, would love to dive into the, the running streak thing. So where, where did the idea of, of trying to run every day? I mean, was that something that, uh, I know it's, it's been more than, than super recent because I know you had a, at least a year long streak there going for a while, which we'll kind of get into mm-hmm. that as well. But when did when did that idea of being like, Hey, let's, let's try to run every day. Uh, where did that, where did that come from? Uh, I'll be honest. It was, uh, it was a runner's world, old uh challenge thing that you know they do every year for mm-hmm. at uh um you know memorial day to, to july 4th and i think they do I, I had a friend that did one from uh thanksgiving to new year's yep. um that was um uh yeah and he had done it like a year or two before me and uh, i thought uh um number one i wasn't going to run outside for a mile every day in in, in the winter <laughs> um <laughs> at least not then i do now but not then um and so when this uh when the memorial day one came up uh this would have been last year uh 2019 i thought oh what the heck you know i can i can do a, a mile a day and um and uh, and frankly i was just kind of looking for something to kind of switch things up mm-hmm. um and I will be very honest with you, uh, the first uh, time that I did more than, I think, three or four days in a row, um, I had you in the back of my mind going, uh-uh, don't do the run streak, <laughs> don't do it. And, and and every time I would post it on on the uh, on the Dizrum's Facebook page, I'm like, oh, someone's going to yell at me on no, and someone is going to really yell at me. <laughs> um but, uh, but obviously that hasn't been the case. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, I, you know, I was going to just do the, uh, the Memorial day to, uh, to July 4th. And, um, and then, uh, everyone kept asking, well, what are you going to do? You know, you keep going. I don't know. So I got up to July 5th and like, yeah, I'm going to go for a run a day. And, um, and then of course, then it got closer to a hundred days and then it got, okay, well I did a hundred. Let's see if I can do 150. And, and I got, you know, and it just kept going on. And of mm-hmm. course at that point, then everybody's like, okay, you're going to make it for a year. And, and, uh, well, yeah, that was the plan. And, you know, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what'll happen after that. And, um, and, uh, well, I guess we might as well talk about the fact that I <laughs> just barely made, I barely made it to a year. Um, it was actually that, that, uh, that virtual half marathon that I did, they got canceled, uh, this, mm-hmm. this back in May. Um, so obviously right before, um, uh, Memorial day, 
and I did a half and uh, um, uh, I would say maybe around mile eight or nine I started getting a little uh, discomfort in my Achilles and uh, uh, well that's kind of weird and it must have been one of those hills that I did and and probably just tweaked a little bit and by the time I got home it was really hurting and, and uh, uh, I thought well I'm probably just sick or something and the other bad thing about being an emergency physician and, and a runner I, I tend to diagnose myself and not go to the doctor or anything like that. So, um, you know, uh, don't, don't take that advice, <laughs> but, um, uh, got home and rested it and iced it. And, and, uh, um, knowing that I still had, you know, another week or so to, to try to finish out my, um, uh, my streak. And, um, yeah, I, I barely, barely limped along doing a mile, mile and a half, uh, those next few days. And, um, uh, I finally had that last day and, and just said, I can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't injure anything more, but, uh, but I was sidelined for at least three weeks. Uh, well, it was just that right over three weeks before I started running again. And, um, and I, I honestly kept doing the, uh, kept telling myself, you know, pain-free plus three and, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I just kept waiting and, um, the other thing, you know, is I, I already had a, another virtual half that I'd already paid for um, well early in the spring before anything got canceled and um, that was coming up and uh, and which was fine. I, I, it wasn't that I was worried about missing the money or anything like that. But um, but but during that that time that I was sidelined, uh, the the uh, T-shirt and medal got sent to me oh, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, well, now, now I can't take it and, and you know, not do it. And um and there was a time frame that you had to run it in. And, um, and I think on, uh, just about the last day that you could run the race, um, I, um, uh, I got out and ran my, uh, my 13 one and, and, uh, I did a mo- one mile loop right here next to the house so that if ever I had to stop, then I was, mm-hmm. you know, close to the house. But so, yeah, I did, I did <laughs> 13, one mile loops and, uh, um, the, uh, the Achilles did fine, but my legs said, wow, you haven't done that in a few weeks. <laughs> And, um, but, uh, um, but then, but yeah, that's that, then I started at the streak again and I don't know, what am I at? Like, uh, a little over 110 days again now. So, yeah, um, I, I, and I don't hear, I don't hear you yelling at me in the back of my mind as much anymore, but, but you're still there. I promise. I was going to say, I, I, I almost want to apologize for how much apparently I've taken up residency in your head <laughs> with some of these, some of these stories. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, talking about streaking and, and, and like I said in the intro and, and, you know, like I hopefully has come across and in, in some of the times that it's, it's come up, like it's, it's not for me. And if it works for you, great. Like, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, have said so many times and even said today, like you do, you do with running what, what works best for you, what, what brings you joy, right. what you enjoy doing. And, and if running every day is, is part of that routine, something you enjoy doing by all means, you know, figure out how to make that work. Um, I'm curious, you know, after so you make it through the year like you said, the last couple of weeks were, uh, a little bit, a little bit rough, you know, kind of really struggling, but like, Hey, we're this close to a year. Let, let me get at least the, the year, year mark done. Um, I feel like if it was me and, and not that I have any plans on taking part in any type of, of year long running streaks anytime soon, but if it was me, I got through the year and, and boy, you know, the last couple of weeks were, were pretty rough. I don't feel like I'd be itching to just jump back into another streak, uh, you know, 
pretty much right, right once I get back into to running again, once the Achilles or whatever it is that's that's you know would be bothering me would be would be calmed back down and ready to go again. Um, yet it seems like if I'm if I'm crunching the, the numbers and the timelines and, and kind of remember, remembering kind of that process of you knowing that you were taking a little bit of time off and kind of working through this this issue a little bit, seems like you jump back into the streak if not right away pretty darn quickly. Like were there ever any hesitations or thoughts about like well maybe you know maybe five days a week would be good or six days a week or or anything like that or was it like man I really enjoy this running every day thing and once I'm once my body's ready I'm going to do it again. Oh, I I definitely tried to talk myself into stopping the streak. Um, and, 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 you know, the rational part saying, you know, really, you know, running four or five days a week is fine and kind of get back on a, a quote unquote normal, uh, training routine. Cause, uh, my, my goal was to, you know, kind of stay at, at shape to where mm-hmm. I could, you know, jump into a half any, at any weekend. And so, you know, running, you know, four or five miles, you know, daily or you know, not daily, but you know, I'm on the training runs and then a long run on the weekend and that kind of thing. And, um, and I, I could jump back to that and not worry about having a streak, but um, but the reality was is it became so much part of my daily routine and something I actually look forward to, um, and then, and like I said, and it, and it was my my me time, my alone time, um, and uh, uh, I, in fact, I even I I even said, okay, well, to be a streak, you really only need to run one mile, so you know, why don't you just back off on you know a few days a week to, just to run one mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I did that early on, especially as I was trying to make sure that I wasn't going to re-injure anything. Um, but I think most of us probably know that it it takes that, that one mile just to kind of get everything moving. (laughs) And, um, and, and, and I, I felt like I didn't do anything, uh, when I would only run a mile. Um, I I've had a few one mile runs usually because of schedule issues or, um, or just something, just something to make sure the street keeps going. But, um, um, but I, I find that I, I, I need to run at least two miles for me to feel like I've, you know, done something that was productive and, and makes my body feel good. And, um, you know, and I get my little, you know, ding award at the end of the day from my, my watch. So, you know, I, I you know, need those little cookies as well. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, um, but no, I, I very much tried to talk myself into not doing the streak anymore and, and be smart about it. But, um, but I, I just, I enjoyed it too much. And so, um, if it comes again, that it just doesn't work, then, you know, I, it'll be easier to walk away the, mm-hmm. the second time as it, that it, than it was the first time. Cause that first time was, you know, um, uh, I wouldn't say soul crushing, but it, it, it was, it, it hurt. Um, but, uh, the other thing is, is, um, every time I, I think about stopping the streak or, or, or even, you know, posting daily, uh, online, um, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, what I did that run that day. Um, and invariably someone will reach out and say, you know, I appreciate you put that out there. Cause I, that, uh, you know, it, it motivates them to get out and do something. And, um, and every time I feel like I'm just, you know, I'm out there bragging or something and, and come to find out I'm actually just, I'm helping inspire somebody else. And so, um, so that is another reason that it keeps me, um, kind of going with it and, and continuing the, the, the streak and pattern that I've been doing. So. Gotcha. Well, and, and it, there's certainly nothing, um, at least for me as well, you know, I, I, I do not that I streak, but I, I tend to every day that I, that I run, which is for me right now, about six days a week, typically, um, posting something as far as like, just like I call it the ac- accountability posts it's on my Instagram. That's every exactly day. it. Yep. And, and, and yeah, like, like sometimes it's like, uh, like, like, uh, do I really need to, but then every so often you do get that, that message that's like, Hey, thank you for posting these. Like, 
Like it's nice to, you know, or like, especially when I have a, a rough day and like my pace drops from, you know, whatever it normally would be in around 10 minute per mile, usually for my easy days. So all of a sudden today it was like 1130 and like, wow, like you, you actually posted a day that it wasn't a good day. And I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's yeah. what it's all about. And, and it, hopefully encourages, like you said, it encourages folks. Every once in a while I get those messages of like, thank you for doing this. It, it's nice to see that, um, you know, that you have off days or that, that you're out there doing it. And it helps me to recognize that I'm going to have off days or, or whatever the case might be. So, so you right. certainly, certainly keep, keep doing it. Um, and, and, and again, you know, make it, making it work for you. One more, one more, at least maybe one more streaking question. It's kind of the, the uh, okay. obligatory streaking question that I feel like I've asked everybody who's ever had, you know, any type of, of running streak going. Um, have there ever been, been days, like you said, you, you know, cause sometimes you just have to get that mile in because that's what it, what fits the schedule. But have there ever been, uh, days with either of the, the streaks, you know, the, the, the past one or the, the current one where it was kind of like scrambling at the last minute, maybe taking some laps around the hospital or whatever the case might be to, to get the mile in, or are you able to plan well enough that like, you know, that tonight's going to be a bit crazy. So we're going to get in this morning or, or whatever. Have there been any really close calls along the way? I, I don't recall any close calls. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I've i been very fortunate to, to be able to kind of plan ahead. Um, I'm also very fortunate that um, that my wife will ask, you know, what time are you running today? You know, she, <laughs> she knows. And, and so um, and, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll check with her schedule and and uh, and try to plan my run while she's, you know, doing her work or mm-hmm. or um, or I'll say, you know, oh, well, I guess th- this is a day that I get up at three thirty in the morning to get my run in because I know after work we've got this stuff to do and that I just won't be able to run between work and other activities. And so, um, but uh, I, I've I've been very fortunate that I've been able always been able to kind of plan around it. Um, but uh, um, but I'm sure there will come a day when it it, it will get hard. So yeah, um, I'm sure. But, that, but yeah. As I say, the, the longer the streak keeps going, you know, like eventually there's going to be one of those those days where, you know, as, as maybe I've said once or twice that life happens and you're just like, oh, snap, it's, you know, getting ready for bed and like, oh, nope, got to got to get out there and get the mile in or, or, you know, if we haven't done that already. But uh, it sounds right. like it's also ingrained enough into to both you and, and the family situation where uh, maybe you won't be in that situation because your wife will let you know earlier. You'll, you'll already have thought about it like, hey, and being, being proactive, that's always a good thing as well. Getting out in front as much as possible. Right. So um, as, we're, as we're getting, not quite to wrapping up, but getting starting starting to get close to that that line of thought. Um, and, and again, I don't know if this is going to land anywhere. If not, we'll, we'll go somewhere else. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the thing that we're all dealing with right now as far as COVID-19 and, and um, just kind of the, the uncertainty around, you know, running races. And, and you talked about the, the Bill Snyder race, like, you know, obviously being postponed and then really a, a much smaller field, um, it, you know, not that not that you are, are working at the CDC and, and on the front lines of epidemiology and, and viral viral I can never say virology or however you're supposed to pronounce that word. Um, I've tried it a few times and every time I've stumbled over it three or four times and just given up. But anyway, um, you, you're certainly more front line aware of what's going on with COVID, how how it's it's impacting people. Obviously, it's it's pretty serious situation. Uh, you probably hopefully you don't see it every day, but I'm sure you've seen it much more up close and certainly than I have. And, and then a lot of folks listening have, um, I, I just be, be curious on, on kind of your thoughts on, um, you know, I know that predicting the future is impossible and certainly predicting the future of, of, of a, a new, a new virus, a new disease is, is even more impossible than predicting the future about a lot of things. But, um, you know, the running community, like a lot of us are, are itching to get back into races. I know that, that, uh, at least for, for you, 
I don't know. I assume that, that you know you wouldn't mind running a race again soon as well once it's once it's safe to do mm-hmm. so. Oh yeah. Um, but but you know, kind of, wh- wh- what are your thoughts from from being more aware, being more on the front lines than a lot of us are of of the actual science of it, the the you know the the, the six month prognosis, the year long prognosis for now, and how COVID nineteen is going to continue to shape running. Like, do you see races coming back in 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 Six months, twelve months, eighteen months. Uh, you know, staggering smaller races, maybe earlier. Um, I, I know there's a lot of, of discussion in 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 Facebook groups on social media. A lot of people like me that are going, yeah. I, I mean, I think maybe, but they have no idea what the heck we're talking about. Um, do you have Do you have thoughts, or can we discuss that a little bit, or is that an area that yeah. because it's so unknown, you'd rather not get into? Well, <clears throat> I I guess uh, I mean we all have our own opinions, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I will say, you know, I, I do see, uh, COVID, um, every day I work. Um, um, and so it, it very much is, is, you know, in, in my daily mind, um, and, and really does kind of dominate everything in, in our household. Um, so I do think about this a lot. Um, the, uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. My, my, uh, my initial thought is that I don't expect to do anything until at minimum next summer, um, or next fall. And, and that's predicated on vaccine availability. Right. I think that's one, you know, that's kind of what me and my household, that's kind of where we're, where we're dealing with and what we expect to kind of go back to real life. But, um, uh, you know, the races are, are, you know, they're held outdoors. Um, I think if people can be, uh, socially distanced enough. Um, I think that, uh, you know, ra- races are reasonable. However, we all know that, you know, you got a starting corral and you've got a bunch of people all together. And, um, um, I just, it, it, I, I just don't see a, a, a normal race happening for a while, uh, for that reason. Um, because I, I think it'd be unreasonable to expect people to, to wear masks, you know, through a race, you know, at a starting corral and through the race, um, because I think that's the only way that you could really be safe. Um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a huge mask proponent. Um, I think masks and, um, uh, can do a lot to keep ourselves safe, but, uh, I think it's unreasonable to ask a runner to, to wear masks when you're running around each other. Um, cause I wouldn't want to do it. And, uh, um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, w- I wish I had a crystal ball, um, for more than just racing, uh, just for, um, for, for everything in our lives that has been turned upside down. Um, but, uh, but I'll tell you, um, I'm, I'm willing to keep, um, things turned upside down for a while to keep, you know, uh, my neighbors safe. Um, yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, we gather here in the neighborhood and, and, uh, uh, I always feel like I'm the one that, uh, you know, (laughs) that uh, everyone he has to stay away, away from just because of what I do. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but, but thank, thank goodness for good PPE. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think that, that, you know, some of the thoughts that I've had are, are pretty similar to, to you. And, and um, it's like, you know, I keep thinking and, and probably, op, you know, optimistically thinking it's like, well, maybe, you know, some of these, these smaller races, if you can, you know, cause I know I've heard various stories of, 
people that I coach or just people in the, in the running community in general, where it's like, you know, instead of having everybody start at once, it's like a three hour rolling start. So it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it, it try to try to, you know, like you said, mitigate a little bit, try to keep people from, from gathering too much at the starting corral. Uh, I heard of one race, um, that happened. I think it was actually, as we're recording this, just, just this past weekend where, um, at registration, you picked up your bib. You also picked up your finishing medal. Like you picked up everything at one spot, so that once you finished the race, it was right. just it, it was just out. You know, you, you cross the finish line, keep running right to your car, and 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 out of the out of the way. Um, and yeah, you know, like like I I've, I've always kind of thought about you know well you know people are try, try to be distant you know not a big crowded thing especially at the start wear your mask but you know if you start getting too many people around like you still got to wear your mask for now what for the first two miles five miles like. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe like you said, maybe the whole thing and, and yeah, probably not, uh, not exactly the most ideal situation. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's who knows, who knows, hopefully things will come together quicker, quicker than, uh, than, you know, some of the people are saying, although not that, not, not you, but I mean, I've heard some numbers like really far, far out in advance. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, understanding science a little bit, like the vaccine just doesn't happen overnight. Like, like, uh, we all wish, wish it would, it'd be great if it I did, wish it would. Yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that, that process takes a little while. Uh, but thank you for, for humoring me on that a little bit, Bill. Cause I, I, sure. like I said, I, I know, you know, it a whole lot more, uh, and see it a whole lot more than, than I do. And most of us do. So me pontificating versus you saying, yeah, this is probably realistic, at least where, where you stand on it, uh, I think is, is more realistic, probably timeline than, than my more optimistic numbers. But, um, one other kind of, of, you know, ER kind of hospital type of question. Um, maybe not specifically to that, but, um, you know, one thing that, that I've talked about a couple of times over the course of the years is, you know, making sure that, that we're safe out there. And, um, I think, I think the, the, the stat that I always throw around is that cars are undefeated when it comes to cars versus, versus humans, um, in, in the wild. Um, and, and I'm just curious, you know, like, like again, from, from, being in the, the emergency room and seeing, seeing some things that, uh, I probably can't even begin to imagine that, that you've seen over the years. Um, when it comes to runner safety, you know, are there things that, that you do that maybe because you see it up close, uh, or it, maybe not running, hopefully not a whole lot of running accidents, but you see the emergency room situations up close. Are, are there things that, that you do that maybe, uh, would be wise for some of us to, to keep in mind as far as when we're running, you know, random hours of the, the early morning, late nights, things like that, where it is dark, um, things that you do to keep yourself safe that maybe would be wise for some of us, specifically myself, who is kind of an idiot sometimes with running in the dark, um, that, that maybe we should uh, adopt in order to keep ourselves, uh, you know, out of that whole car, uh, human pedestrian, uh, statistics that, uh, are, are never good on the human side. Yes. Um, I, I do actually, um, but both for, um, running and biking. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I worry more about when I'm out biking than I am running. Cause, uh, obviously I, <laughs> I, I run a lot slower than I bike, obviously. So, <laughs> right. uh, um, but, um, I think the, the biggest thing is just be visible. Um, um, and, and in fact, I, I feel usually safer in the dark because, because I am more visible, mm-hmm. I stand out with my reflective gear, um, my lights, um, uh, and things like that. Um, the other, um, yeah, so that, that's number one, just be visible. Number two is to always be vigilant. Um, and assume that the car that is near you is not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and which means you have to pay attention the whole time. Um, 
if, if you're going to be anywhere around cars, you have to be the one that's paying attention because because you're right because the 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 car will always win, uh, whether they were in the right or not, or right. whether you were in the right or not, the car will win. Um, and so um, you know, being vigilant. The other is uh, if you're going to run in the street, run into tra- run run into traffic, <laughs> <laughs> run run heading. To, on the what would be the wrong side of the street, mm-hmm. you know, run on the left, uh, and so that you know the the cars coming at you, you can see them. And um, uh, I always make a point to to make eye contact, and I always wave too because mm-hmm. I, I know that if they wave back, they saw me. Right. And um, and so those are the things I do. Um, and uh, um, and when I'm biking, I have the same principles, other than I, I ride with traffic mm-hmm. and. Um, um, and in those situations, uh, I'm even more vigilant and, um, I tend to, um, take control of my bubble. And then sometimes that means making the, the car move away from my bubble. But, uh, um, but, uh, um, yeah, the biggest thing is be visible and be vigilant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. that's the the name of the game, and and one thing that not not that this is about me, but one thing that that I'll add into that, just since we're kind of on the topic that I do, and and, and you can tell me if this is I don't think you'll think this is a bad idea. I, I hope this is a good idea, <laughs> but whenever I'm running on a on a pseudo busy road street, whatever, and it's and it's dark, um, I'm I'm not paranoid about it, but I'm I'm consciously aware of if a car is coming like wh- what do i need to do to bail out like is there a, is there a barrier that i need to jump over is there a ditch that yep. i'm sli- like but just always being aware of like you know i i tend to to think that you know things are going to be okay like i'm not living in pollyanna but like you know so far i'm i'm st- haven't haven't had to, to deal with with actually bailing out any really close calls but like if if i do especially when i'm on busier roads like i'm always kind of aware of like like, is there a, a way to bail out? Or, you know, if, if it's a tight, you know, c- crossing a bridge and there's really not much of a shoulder, like, you know, just being aware of, like you said, being aware, paying attention, but also if, if worse comes to worse, what do I need to do to uh, make sure that I'm not the statistic? And maybe it's just, you know, some, some, you know, crashing and burning down the side of a, of a, of a, you know, the, the, the slope off the road or whatever, as opposed to mm-hmm. slamming into the windshield, which is that's, that's not a good situation. Not good. Yeah. Situational awareness is, is key. So, yeah. No, that, no, that's very, that's very good. And, and again, and that's why, um, you know, talking about biking, like that's why my, my bike now is, uh, one that stays in my, in my, you know, in, not in the, not necessarily in the living room, but it's in the house. It's, it's uh, only got one wheel and, uh, you know, it's, it's a spin bike versus <laughs> a, a road bike just because, um, I, I, I can zone out on the bike and I don't have to worry about the cars around me and I don't have to worry about them coming up behind me and, and all those types of things. But, um, I, you know, and it's ridiculous that for me riding a spin bike, that's no, no factor, but a treadmill like that don't even, don't, don't even begin that discussion. Like what's the real, really the difference. But whatever, that's that's another conversation for another day. But uh, Bill, before yeah. we, we officially wrap this up for today, you know, uh, as well as everybody knows that we got to do a, a philosophical something before we wrap up today. So uh, sure. my, my, my philosophical question for you is in, in the last uh, in the last five years or so, this is kind of one of the, the more common ones. Um, how would you say that running has changed you? You know, you, you got into running about five years ago, uh, certainly have, have taken to it, enjoyed it. Um, but uh, how are you different now? probably due to running or at least in theory due to running mm-hmm. than you were five years ago before you got started in this sport? Uh, well, number one, I'm healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I, I appreciate running for that very fact alone. Uh, but the other thing is I, I, I think I'm happier. I'm, uh, I'm less stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, I, I have an outlet 
that uh, allows me to do something that I enjoy and uh, that doesn't get in anybody else's way. And uh, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I think I'm a, just a overall better person, um, you know, inside and out um, uh, because of running. Um, I, I think there are plenty of hobbies that could have provided that, but, uh, but running is the one that found me to, and, uh, and gave me that, uh, ability to hopefully live longer and see grandkids and all those things. And so, um, yeah, that's, that, that's what, uh, um, uh, that, that's what has happened better over the past five years. So. Awesome. Well, many, many more years of continued good health and, and uh, continued happiness and joy out there. And, and uh, certainly looking forward to continuing to, to follow along and, and staying in touch. And uh, hopefully somewhere down the road, once once it's it's safe to do so, uh, maybe get some miles together in person, maybe run a race together. Who knows what the future might hold. But uh, appreciate you, Bill, for taking the time today. And, and once again, guys, uh, on Twitter, great place to connect with Bill. Also in the Facebook group, he's there as well, but also on Twitter at Featherston Bill, F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N-B-I-L-L. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 882 is the link for today. So, uh, Bill, thank you again for the time. Thanks for, for all you do, uh, you know, being front lines, uh, taking care of, of folks in your community. Uh, we, we appreciate that and, and certainly don't uh, mean to, to overlook that in any way. So thanks for everything. Thanks for the time this morning and wish you nothing but the best going forward, my friend. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it, Denny. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Bill and myself. And as per usual, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from the conversation that we had today? Uh, there are a couple things that uh, kind of were, were up there for me, but I think the, the big one was uh, when, when I kind of asked Bill a little bit about you know, kind of how he how he makes it work with with his schedule being what it is. You know, being a, an emergency room physician and always having you know some some different hours and different shifts and and trying to get into a, into a groove and and basically, I mean, without uh, completely re- retelling that story, I mean, he kind of just said, you know, he, he does what he has to do. Sometimes he's you know he takes a nap here, gets his run in there, like he does what he has to do to to keep running, to you know obviously maintain his his work life and and family life and, and all those types of things and he just kind of finds a way to make it work and i think that the reason that that stood out to me is that sometimes i don't do maybe the best job of emphasizing that you know maybe there's there's this thing that is quote unquote ideal you know maybe getting getting a solid 8 hours of sleep every night might be that quote unquote ideal but that doesn't necessarily work for everybody now if, if your excuse, if my excuse, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I'll throw my, myself under the bus. If my excuse for not getting eight hours of sleep at night is because I'm too busy playing, you know, playing Candy Crush or scrolling on Facebook to get to bed on time, maybe that's not the best idea of doing what you got to do. But if it's work, if it's family, if there's, if there's situations that really do have to get taken care of, and that means that you might only get to sleep four hours here and four hours there and have to take a nap here and, and doing what you got to do, then do what you got to do. I, I think that, that sometimes it's it's too easy to just kind of, um, you know, get lost under the, well, this is what's perfect and I can't do that. So throw your hands up in the air and woe is me. Sometimes we all, we all just have to do what we have to do to make things work in the moment. And the moment might be a week. It might be a month. It might be a decade. We do what we got to do. Um, and, and you find a way to make it work. And sometimes that, that means that something's got to give, you got to shift priorities. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but I, I think that's just the, the, the moral of the story. That's, that's my takeaway is, you know, hard and fast rules sound good, 
But in the real world, at least in, in my real world, you know, there, there's, there's gotta be wiggle room. There's gotta be the ability to adjust, to do, to do what I need to do on all fronts, you know, getting the podcast out, coaching, running, being a, being a husband, being a father, taking care of the house, doing this, doing that. It's all, it's all a balancing act. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, it doesn't go quite according to plan. It doesn't go according to that ideal, but we do what we got to do to get it done. And, and clearly that's what Bill does and it's working for him. You know, he's, he's streaking again. Um, and it's working. He's doing what he's got to do. And so that's, that's that reminder for me, maybe something for you, maybe something different. Either way, let me know. Oh, as always love to hear those, those takeaways, uh, at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on, at Diz runs on Instagram. You can let me know, uh, your takeaway from this episode. You can also shoot an email to Diz runs at gmail.com. And of course, you can also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 882 is the link. Dizruns.com slash 882. Uh, take you back to the show notes for today. We've got links. And of course, we got that, that comment section down there at the bottom. You can leave your thoughts and feedback there as well. Uh, one last time, just uh, a little mention for uh, for my friend Richard and his, and his uh, new endeavor over at zenrunning.club. Uh, the Kickstarter starts later this week. So if you're listening to this as the episode comes out, on Monday, the 12th of October, the Kickstarter goes live on Friday morning, Friday the 16th of October. And if you, you're interested in the idea of, of some, some more eco-friendly type of shoes, maybe just, you know, get another pair of running shoes because that's that's an interest that we all have, I think, from time to time. Uh, check them out at zenrunning.club. You can get signed up to be alerted for when the, the uh, Kickstarter goes live. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably be jumping on supporting that Kickstarter on Friday if that's something that you're interested in. I believe... That uh, the the update from Richard is that uh, for the first like forty eight hours it's basically half price, so I'm sure that means they're probably selling the shoes at cost. So uh, might be worth checking out. Get a get a cheaper pair of running shoes. Check them out. See if you like them or not. Zenrunning.club is the uh, the website, and uh, I'm sure I'll mention it a few more times here and there. So uh, be be on the lookout uh, to to check out a new a new company joining the space. Uh, maybe a little more eco friendly company as well, which is uh, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. So. Anyway, that's uh, just about it for today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, appreciate it. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that share button. Send, send it along. Tell somebody about it. Share it on social media. Whatever works best for you. Put it in your blog. I don't care. Uh, any, anything you can do is appreciated. Nothing is expected, though. So uh, whatever you're willing to do is, uh, again, just, just the icing on the old cake. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thanks for, for all you do to support what we've got going on here. And until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.